Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here. It's movie time. Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie has got loads of movies to tell us about. A lot of potentially good selections here, I hope. Let's start with Bones and all. What's that? Yeah, so this is the follow-up to Luca Guadagino's uh, Call Me By Your Name, and then he also did Suspiria as well. And it's kind of interesting because Call Me By Your Name was a beautiful romance set in Italy between Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet, and then Suspiria was this really gory uh, remake of an Italian horror from the uh, 80s. And this is kind of a meshing of the two. It's on the one hand, a very, very gory body horror about these basically cannibals. They call themselves eaters, but they're cannibals. They basically feast on dead human flesh. But then you have this very... I know, yeah, you're, yeah, I know, but then... Um, <laughs> Sorry, in case you're wondering, I suppose I, I had a look on my face there that uh, Brian is reacting to. No, it's fair, yeah. I mean, like, there is, like, you, you hear that and you're like, ugh, really? But yeah. then on the other hand, there's a very, very affecting road movie romance kind of thing going on where these two misfits are basically travelling across America trying to find I suppose human connection with themselves and uh, Taylor Russell's character and dead flesh to eat and dead flesh to eat and again you know like when I was watching it I didn't realise I mean you'd be forgiven for thinking this was the kind of thing that Stephen King would have done really really well Stephen King is able to do very very gory horror supernatural kind of elements but then blend in these beautiful romantic stories and that's something he does really really well and this felt to me like kind of a latter day Stephen King you know um, Timothy Chalamet is brilliant in it Taylor Russell is brilliant in it the one let down is Mark Rylance who I mean look he's you know Shakespearean actor brilliant in Wolf Hall even good in the likes of Bridge of Spies which is kind of a minor work really for Spielberg and for everyone involved um, but in this he's just he does the thing that a lot of English actors do, I think, when they're kind of given a role like this, which is they just really lean into the accent and lean into the costume. And it becomes just like a series of ticks rather than an actual true performance, I think. Well, he's not in the clip that we have, which does have Taylor Russell and Timothy Chalamet. In this clip, Marin Yearly meets Lee at the supermarket. You could tell in the store. I smelt you too. I didn't know I could do that. I'm a... Going to Minnesota, I got dumped here by a ride. I just stole dinner. That's all I could think to do. You're not local either, I guess. Why does that matter? That was nice what you did for that mom in there. I'm 18, if you're wondering. I was going to guess younger. Thanks. I don't usually talk to anyone after. I don't actually meet many others. So glad not to. Yeah, I get it. I'm just saying I'm not an asshole. You should probably go anyway up close so you can see blood. Or five. No. I really don't think I am. Explain that to me. So uh they can eaters can spot each other they have a sort of like a sense a sort of a smell that they can they can recognize in each other and in that scene uh, Timothy Chalamet's character kind of warded off this drunk man that was kind of harassing this woman in the supermarket and then later on it turns out that he actually eats the man and all the rest of it he has all the blood all over him and stuff like that and again like it's very explicit with the horror like it doesn't shy away from it at all um but as you hear there like it's that kind of awkwardness 
of first meeting each other. Like she like says, like I'm 18, kind of like trying to win each other over and everything. Are you recommending this? I would. I would recommend it. Like, don't let the don't let the oddness of it put you off. It's worth it. Okay, now let's move to one that I'm particularly interested in because I've heard it described as a female all the president's men for the 21st century. Yeah, that's pretty said. accurate. Yeah, that's that's very, very accurate, yeah. Um, like all good journalism movies, it's very, very methodical, very, very clinical. They just, you know, drill away at the story. What I do think is interesting about this is, is that, and maybe this is just me reading in too hard into it or whatever, but like, all the scenes where uh, Jodie Cantor and Megan Toohey, played by Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan, whenever they're working in the offices of New York Times, everything is really, really brightly lit. And when you do all the interviews with the various people, like, for example, Ashley Judd, who really did speak out against Harvey Weinstein, she actually plays herself in this. When they do the interviews with them, they're in brightly lit rooms or on beaches and there's beautiful sunsets. But then when it cuts to recollections of the event... It's all in shady hotel rooms and dimly lit corridors. And it's the kind of the idea that Harvey Weinstein has slowly but surely been dragged into the light. And, you know, it's funny you mention all the president's men because, like, Weinstein was only convicted, like, two years ago. And he's still out at the minute. Like, he's still fighting a trial in Los Angeles. And, in fact, he actually tried to claim to the jury that she said would... Um, prejudice. Pre- would prejudice a jury yeah, against him. he's still serving the sentence. That yeah, 23 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, still, yeah. he's still doing 23 years. But he's got this Los Angeles trial as well. And he's even, like, released a statement saying that, like, you know, lauding the fact that she said bombed at the American box office. Um, Which he'd probably claim wouldn't have happened if he'd been produced. Probably, it. yeah, Probably. Well, leaving that aside, though, is it entertaining? No, it's not entertaining. But that doesn't mean that's not to say you shouldn't watch it. I mean, I don't necessarily think you'd call Spotlight an entertaining film either. I mean, all it's the pres- a wonderful movie. It, but the, exactly, that's my point. It's a wonderful film. It's absolutely incredible. I think she said doesn't necessarily have the sort of climactic crescendo that Spotlight has. You know what I mean? It's much more sort of like at an even keel the whole way through it. The performances are really, really brilliant. Samantha Morton, in particular, plays Zelda Perkins, who was one of the people that um, she was a witness for another woman um, that brought a case against Harvey Weinstein. She has one scene in it, and she just knocks it out of the park. It's completely electric. And the way that she does it, it's so like clear and electric and forthright, and you can just see all like the anger in her eyes. We have a clip from She Said. In this clip, Jodie Cantor, played by Zoe Kazan, speaks to Laura Madden, played by Jennifer L, about how she feels now about Weinstein's assault. How do you feel about it now? I feel like it dictated a certain direction my life took. But I just felt that it was this huge error of judgment that sort of marked me and all my decisions. And I felt such shame that I let him do that. Did he think that he had done the same to other girls? I thought that he must have tried it. But they'd all all said no. It was like he took my voice that day. Just when I was about to start finding it. Okay, she said, do you recommend this? Definitely. 
Okay. What about Glass Onion? Oh, I love this. Now, this is entertaining. This is something really, really enjoyable. Um, Knives Out, I thought, was one of the best films of the last 10 years. Certainly, I think it's really kind of showcased how Daniel Craig has a really, really bright career ahead of him beyond Bond, I think. Um, so if you see Knives Out, essentially it was set inside this palatial mansion belonging to a crime author and his terrible children. This time around, uh, Edward Norton plays this sort of Elon Musk-esque type uh, tech bro billionaire who brings a lot of his friends to this Greek island. He stages a murder mystery game for the weekend, but then it turns out that people actually start dying. Uh, Daniel Craig's character, Benoit Blanc, is this uh, investigator of note, is brought to the island under mysterious circumstances, and then he has to set about investigating the real-life murders. Um, Rian Johnson... Brilliant director, really, really smart. Now, I will admit, I fully admit this, I have a complete yen for murder mysteries, and especially pulpy murder mysteries, like... Why Colum- not? Why not, yeah. Like Colombo and all the rest of it. And very much is the case that Glass Onion and Knives Out is following in that tradition. Um, very, very funny. Daniel Craig is fantastic in it. There are so many cameos in it that your eyes will just water at it. Very, very funny. And just really, really enjoyable. I can't wait to see this again. In this clip, friends of the tech billionaire Miles Braun, that's played by Edward Norton, are sent a mysterious puzzle box and inside is an exciting invitation. (laughs) All new too. Freaking Miles, man. Genius. That first one's a Fibonacci sequence. Ma! Oh, get your hand off of that. Oh, oh, oh. 47 for sure. That's the atomic number for silver. Are you, are you sure that's silver? That's silver. So this is it. All together now. One, two, three. Dear friends, my beautiful disruptor is my closest inner circle. We could all use a moment of normalcy, and so you are cordially invited for a long weekend on my private island. Where we will celebrate the bonds that connect us, and I hope your puzzle-solving skills are whetted. (gasps) Because you will also be competing to solve the mystery (laughs) of my murder. Travel details to come. Please forward any dietary restrictions. Love and all my kisses, Miles. Ma, where's my spear gun? I got a pack. Babe, get pack. Do I need to see Knives Out first? No, not at all. No, no, no. You can come into this call because, I mean, it's pretty much set up. I mean, like, that's the great thing about these things is that it's, you know, the kind of the fumbling detective, if you know what I mean, brought into these terrible rich people. No, you don't need to have seen Knives Out at all. But you'd recommend going to... I would absolutely recommend seeing Knives Out. I'm going to watch both of those on your recommendation. And what about Strange World? Is this an animation, is it? Yeah, it's animation. Disney Kids one. Disney Kids adventure kind of thing. Um, Decent enough cast. Uh, Dennis Quaid, Jake Gyllenhaal and Jabuki Young-White. Set in this fantasy world uh, that is slowly dying from, I suppose, over-farming of this power source. Jake Gyllenhaal and his son Jabuki uh, Young-White have to set off to find 
to find the land beyond their mountains. And while there, he discovers his father. Um, what's interesting about this is, is that it's the first uh, Disney animated film to have an openly gay character uh, in the main cast. Which is good because I mean, like I mean, the way that it's handled and the thing is that it's not really discussed in any kind of great shakes. Like it's just he's gay and so what, and you know their family are mixed race and again so what, which is the way it should be. Um, but yeah, I mean beyond that, it's actually quite conservative. Like it's a kind of just another family adventure that Disney do very very well, but they've done a hundred times before. I suppose if you're young kids, it's worth going to see, but I don't think there's anything else here for, you know, adults or anything to see. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much. Brian Lloyd, Movies Editor with Entertainment.ie. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-